Yo, what's going on, everybody? It is 3.01 here. Starting a little bit late. Apologize for that. But it's 3.01 here in Chicago, Illinois. That means it's time for another live stream. And today is Thursday, April 22nd, 2001. 21. 2001. 2021. Because it's Thursday, we're going to go with a happy hour. And today, I've got some uh, kombucha. I've had this brand of kombucha on a happy hour before. This Remedy brand kombucha. It's pretty good. Um, but my wife ended up buying this peach flavor and it's super tasty and I've just been loving it. Uh, I was thinking about having a beer this afternoon, but I thought, you know what? Kombucha might be the better choice for today. So that's what I'm going to be having. Let me know what you guys are going to be having for your happy hour today, what you have for your recovered beverage of choice and cheers to you guys. It's good. I mean, you still get kombucha face whenever you drink this because it's got that like tartness, that bitterness to it. But um, peach flavored things. I love peach flavored things. Some of my favorite gummies. Hmm, that's good. Some of my favorite gummies are those um, those rings that are two-toned. It's like peach colored on top and then it's a lighter color, like almost a white color on the bottom. Or maybe it's the other way. I think it's white on the bottom. Those are some of my favorite treats to have. I mean, they're almost too sweet, too delicious, so you can't have like a whole bunch of them, but they're so good. All right, how you guys doing today? How's everyone on the podcast doing? Everyone listening in, audio only. Hopefully you guys are having a good run. And everyone listening on YouTube after the fact, welcome to you guys as well. So glad to have you. All right, we got Albert in here live saying, happy, happy hour, friends. We'll resume running later on today after the AstraZeneca first shot. Knocked me out for a good one and a half days. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, was that your oh, first shot? Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, take it easy out there. Be kind to yourself, but glad to hear that you are uh, feeling up to it. Philip Bourne says, what's going on? Got the keys to a new apartment today. Awesome. Next few days will be busy with painting and Tuesday, finally the move. Very cool. Congratulations on the new place. Dr. Josh is here. Says, what up fam? Co Fuzi Bucha. <laughs> nice. I like what you did there. Awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a tasty drink. This is a tasty drink. I don't like these size cans, though. This size of a can is kind of odd to me. Um, but, you know, it's a good drink. Something that um, I still don't understand is, um, like, the the that Red Bull is very heavily involved in a lot of uh, other sports. doesn't seem to be heavy, very heavily penetrated into running. But, like, uh, it seems like it's pretty big in triathlon. Right? Or am I, am I just skewed because of like the two triathletes that I follow on YouTube? Um, but it seems like in a lot of other sports, like Monster Energy drinks, Red Bulls are really big. And I could see it being like big and running. It just isn't now. But that's what these cans normally remind me of is Red Bulls. Um, oh, Affluent Journey says, I'm going head to head with the UFC press conference. Is there a lot of crossover between those two audiences? I'm, I'm not I'm not sure. I don't think I've ever watched a UFC match before. Like, I've seen, like, footage of it, you know? I've seen, like, highlight reels, and I've seen people, like, talk about it. But, like, I don't, I don't think I've ever watched, like, a match. Like, you could tell me that they have, like, WWE-style intros um, when, like, the... Like, I was going to say characters. When the athletes come in and get introduced. Or you could tell me that, like, you know they rise up from like a raised floor and I wouldn't know the difference cause I've never actually seen it. Like, I don't know what the rules are or anything. Yeah. I, I come to think of it. It's a sport that I've never actually watched. 
It always seems pretty interesting, but I never, I never, never ended up getting into it. Inez Dunbar says, hey, Kofuzi and everybody, another zone two run with Pip tonight, making progress with zone two runs, 810 pace at 117 for the four miles. That's amazing. I was watching Ed Bud's video. He had a, a video about um, like a week's worth of his running and his, his low heart rate training. I don't know if he's, he's not strictly low heart rate training, but like his easy runs are a little bit slower than 810 though, or maybe they're, no, they were about that range. I am on live stream, honey. Uh, <laughs> uh, the baby's here. Um, yeah, but his, his runs, I think, no, I think he, they were right in that range too. And he was a little, but he was higher than 117, but lower than I would normally be at that pace. So I was like, hmm, impressive, Ed. Good job. And good job, Ennis. Your low heart rate stuff is pretty, pretty crazy good. Christian says, happy, happy hour, co-family. Snuck in a 30-minute nap. Nothing but water day. Awesome. Uh, my daughter seems to have relapsed a little bit in terms of her cold. And so like yesterday she had the day off because it was teacher conferences day, virtual teacher conferences. And then the day before that, I think she went to school. And I think Monday she went to school. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, she did. But today she started the day off. And then after lunch, I was like, no, you're not going back because you're she was coughing like crazy. So I think she's taking a nap right now, like her second nap of the day. And she never naps. So. Hopefully she's uh, hopefully just like a momentary relapse. Uh, Securely says, good day, everyone. What's going on? Recycle on Wednesdays here. Greg's here. He says, Drake Relays week. Let's go. Awesome. That blue track that the Drake Relays has, it's always so captivating. It's mesmerizing. It's an event that I never have attended, but um, it's something that I would like, would like to attend. Um, Dennis Chick says, hola a todos. And our cycle on Wednesday said, I woke up early to do laundry. Can I get a cowbell? Okay, you can get a cowbell. Good job on the laundry. <laughs> oh, that was a little bit low on the volume. Sorry about that. Um, all right. So, oh, here, here, let's do this one real quick before I get to my stuff. Fantafilis Dopke says, hi, everyone. Finally cracked that 40-minute goal on the 10K. Went from 46.10 to 39.10 today. Amazing. That's quite an improvement. So, Cheers. And what a way to break in the next percent twos. Nice work. Excellent work. Man, that's coming through with authority. I love it. Um, so uh, races, so there's good news and there's bad news, right? Um, I mean, the bad news isn't bad news. Maybe it's bad news. So the two races that I was thinking about, um, I signed up for both of those races, but one of them I'm not going to be able to go to. The first one I signed up for was that Ferguson run in Missouri, on May 15th, I was gonna do that one. There's a 5K and a 10K. I think there's also a mile run for the kids. I think, something like that. Um, but I signed up for the 10K last night, uh, thinking I was gonna do that. Um, and then, uh, here's the thing, I signed up for it first, and then I asked my wife if it was okay. I mean, we'd already talked about it like two times, and I, I'm pretty sure that I had the okay, but I didn't get like the final, like, so are we good on this? But I figured, you know what, I'm just going to book it because otherwise I'll forget and then it'll slip away from me. I have a really bad habit of doing that kind of thing. So I just booked it last night. But then I got a call from my sister today and she's going to be coming into town kind of work-related. It's work-related, but like it's not for work. Um, but she's coming into town and she's going to bring her family um, that same week, ends up being that same weekend. So I'm going to stay, instead of going to St. Louis that weekend, um, I'm going to stay here for that weekend. So I won't be doing the Ferguson run, which I, I kind of wanted to do that when I thought that'd be kind of cool. 
um, um, NAZ elites involved in that race a little bit. And so I didn't know if they'd be sending anyone out there, but I thought, man, that'd be probably a pretty good, uh, opportunity to, um, you know, try and schedule an interview with whoever's out there, you know? So I was thinking there could be some opportunities there, but on the other hand, um, I haven't seen my sister and her family in over a year and my sister is going to be going to Tokyo soon for the Olympics, which, uh, I mentioned it before she works for NBC sports and she is going to be going normally like she doesn't bring the family because she's there for a long time. But at some point, my brother-in-law will bring, you know, their kids over and then they'll hang out. And then my parents usually go to the Olympics too. But this year that's, you know, not going to happen. But, um, I did want to make sure that I get, you know, get to see her before she goes, uh, to, to Tokyo. Cause if I don't see her now, I won't see her till like September. And so I fe felt like, you know, <sighs> I got it. You know, it's, it's a bummer that those happened on the same weekend, but I definitely, that's an easy choice for me. Definitely going to go see my sister. Um, and, uh, the other race that I signed up for so far is still going to be in my, um, on my calendar, uh, is I signed up for that trail race in Iowa, June 5th. It's called the crater trail race. I'll post a link to it in the description later in case any of you are up for a 50 K in the woods. Uh, there still seem to be registrations available. It's in Decorah, Iowa, which is where, um, um, what's the name of the brewing company that's out there? Um, but they make uh, pseudo Sioux. It's a really good, uh, really good brewery right in that town. So I'm thinking that I'll probably, I don't know if my family's going to go out there yet, but I'm thinking we'll go out there. I'll, I'll go spend the night at my in-laws house drive out early in the morning to Decorah, run the 50K, and then spend a lot of time in the afternoon. Maybe not too much time, because I'm going to have to drive home too, but but then probably hang out at the brewery afterwards. So that's kind of what I'm thinking for the 50K. It's, I think, they said like 5,700 feet of, of elevation. It's a two-lap course, two 25K loops. I haven't seen a, an elevation map of it yet, though, or anything. There's not a lot of information. It's not a very big race. I think last year, they, they held it last year and last year there were 16 finishers. And then I think like three or four DNFs and two or three DNSs. So that's what, that's what we'll be doing then for June. I'm trying to figure out another May race that I could do. I might just do one in Chicago. There is a half marathon and marathon out in the suburbs the weekend after my sister would be in town. So I'm kind of looking at that, but I'd like to also kind of like get out. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So that's just the an announcements for uh, for the races that I've got going on. I'm still trying to convince my wife that it'd be a good idea for me to try and go down to uh, Atlanta for Peachtree Road Race. Try to get a spot on that race, a uh, live person um, bib. But we'll see. I'm not sure about that one yet, but I'm kind of looking at that one. Um, yeah, Jeff Elliott said uh, Ben Rosario and the NAZ elite coach tweeted something about recent disappointments. It was weird. Yeah. You know, I think that like, um, you know, they haven't been performing as well as they want to yet. I, although I don't think that they've been like underperforming. Maybe they think they have, or maybe other people think that they have, but you know, I think he wanted to make the point of like, you know, you, you shouldn't just be, you know, talking about the successes. You got to talk about, you know, if you're going to be transparent, if you're going to, bring people in along for the journey. You got to bring them into the ups and the downs. And he's saying, you know, we're in down swing, I guess. So, um, yeah, Steve says, yo, what's going on? Quick 
5K Blast on the Magic Speed today. Pretty firm. Sorry, it's not a Nova Blast with a plate. Foam is more like an SL20 firm. Ooh, interesting. Hmm, very interesting. I don't think mine have shipped yet. I ordered mine from Running Warehouse. I don't think mine, I don't think mine are going to ship for another week. I don't th think they ship till April 30th. But I also saw today, speaking of other shoes, um, the next shoe uh, that I'm looking at is the Rebel 2. And it looks like, at least in that, like, the, the one, I'm going to call it Mango. I don't know if they're calling it Mango. But that Mango version, that was released already in the U.S. But none of the other colors are. And so I'm, at this point, I'm like, I'm going to wait. I was, I was planning that it's not going to come out till May something anyway. So I'm just going to keep waiting. I'll get it um, in the black color. And, oh, third pair of shoes today to talk about is the Peg 38 is out in the U.S. as well. Um, and there's two colors that are out, like a premium edition. And it's that weird thing where one is one shoe is one color and the other is a different color. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of that. Um, but that's the premium version that you can get. And then like the regular one that everyone's seen, like those, the white with the black on the back, that one's out as well. Um, and that's released today. If you have to be a Nike member, it's free, but I'm waiting for the Nike by you. On that one, it's a, it's listed on the Nike website. It's coming soon. That's what I did last year. I think I'm gonna do that again. Um, yeah, Jeff says about the NAZ Elite. It's like it's like they weren't happy with the results they had been getting lately. But with so little going on, it seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I think I think that they're you know they're thinking that they're gonna be able to not run the table, but you know. Um, you know, maybe they're concerned that they're not on the trajectory that they want to be uh, ahead of the track trials coming up. So, I mean, that, maybe that's what they're talking about. Um, Luis Valda says, hey, Michael, question. Does the Metaspeed Sky fit shorter or snugger than the next percent? Many people recommending to size up. I've seen that going around uh, in terms of saying it's to size up. But, I mean, I went with the same normal size 9, and I thought it was fine. Um... I didn't think it was uh, unduly like constricted. So I would say uh, kind of like my normal advice then would be if you're the type of person that has to size up on some shoes, then I would say probably size up. But I, I, I'm normally like squarely within a size nine. And for me, it's, that's the right size. I wouldn't want to go bigger. I feel like if I went bigger, you know, I might have more room, but I feel like I'd be really like cinching down the shoes hard, you know? And then um, it just, I just feel like it wouldn't feel as snappy for me. Mm. All right, where is, oh, sorry, the chat just jumped on me. Mm. <laughs> I run on beers as planning a visit based on a brewery. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah, I mean, Iowa, that part of Iowa is, as well. I mean, I think Iowa um, first, I mean, I think the way the liquor laws like loosened. Uh, was that wineries became uh, easier to operate or less regulated or controlled by the state. And so there was a proliferation of wineries, maybe about starting 10, 15 years ago in Iowa. And then um, that, and so like everywhere there was a winery. And then some number of years ago, that expanded to include microbreweries. And so microbreweries starting appearing everywhere. And so the fact that there's a microbrewery in a town called as small as Decorah, Iowa, and a microbrewery in, I mean, there's multiple microbreweries within a reasonable drive from where my in-laws live. 
and that's a town of like a population of like 600 right and so like the next big town over dyersville five minute drive away has one um the next town over from dyersville is um Manchester has a, um, a microbrewery as well. And then there's multiple, multiple microbreweries in Dubuque as well. So like within a 40 minute, 45 minute drive, you know, there's probably four microbreweries, even in small town, Iowa. So, I mean, yeah, there's a lot. There used to be a brewery up in McGregor, which is not, not that much farther from where we were in Guttenberg. I feel like Guttenberg could really use a microbrewery, but, uh, cause it's more of the, the tourist town in that region. Um, but there was, I think, I don't know if it still exists, but there was one in McGregor that's right on the, I mean, Guttenberg is as well on the Iowa, Wisconsin border, but you know, uh, I'd say the Decora one is exceptional. Um, the beers that they make there, there, I mean, you can get them here in Chicago cause they ship the, the export, I guess is the right word. But, um, you know, in terms of like, uh, having like, you know, a good local brewery, there's plenty in Iowa. It's, it's a good place for drinking beer. Which is very strange because, like, whenever you go into any of them, it's always like, what sells the best? And, like, the bartender always goes, the one that tastes closest to Bush Light. <laughs> um, but then there's always, like, a cup. And then there's, like, on the other end of the spectrum, there's, like, the double IPA, which is just, like, super beer nerdy stuff. And I'm like, that's a little bit too beer nerdy for me. Give me something, like, somewhere over in that range, but not quite all the way in the, um, you know, um, on, on that end of the spectrum. So it's, it's an interesting place to drink beer, uh, generally. Um, but you know, it's a definitely has a very beer friendly culture. Uh, Bryce Wrangham says, I love Decora. Almost went to college at Luther. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. <laughs> Spence says Decora is on the wrong side of the state. That's the side of the state that I know. Um, I, I mentioned it the other day about the race that's going to be up there. Um, they're, you know, they're saying it's in like Eastern Iowa bluffs. So like, I have a feeling I know what I'm getting into, not knowing anything about like the, the race itself. And, uh, I'm going to try and find someone that's done like, um, a GPS, like has like a, a, a GPX or something that I can look at, um, to get a better sense of like the altitude and what the race is actually going to be like. I have a feeling it's one of those things where, um, you know, like there's not, it's, it's it's not done by like a professional race organization company. It's just a race that some local people put on. So I think it'd be pretty cool. Oh, and I did, you know, like whenever you you uh, do sign up for a race, you know, you list like where you're from. I did I did list New Vienna as as where I hail from for this race. I thought that would be, you know, maybe I fit in a little bit better <laughs> with the, with the locals. Um, all right, Guru twenty twenty five says, how are we all doing? What's going on, Guru? It's a good day. We made it to happy hour today, so it's good. Um, all right. Steve Music says, my wife. <laughs> That's funny. All right. I'm going to scroll down. Um, I'm, I'm going to scroll down a little bit just because I'm, I'm really far behind, but I do I do see this one. Um, Kofuzi and Dr. Josh, uh, curious what you're doing for storage of all your videos. Eating through HD space quickly over here. Yeah. So for me, what I do is I have a um, external drive. Uh, I usually get their Seagate four terabyte drives um, that um, I use. And every time I'm like done with the video, I'll move all the used footage over to that. And then if I ever need to refer back to it, I, keep, I have like a list of the different, you know, every video that I've made. Um, not Nothing too intense, just like the name of the song or the music that was used and then the title of the video. 
the date of the footage and then the date that the video is published. And so that way I can be like, you know, if I need to go back and get footage of say like the first time I ran in the alpha fly, then I know like what date to go look back through uh, on the hard drive for it. Um, because yeah, I mean, these days, sometimes my, like the files that I'm working out, it'll take me like 80 gigs to put together a video sometimes. And so I need to clear up quite a bit of, cause I have a little MacBook. Um, that's getting a little long in the tooth, but so that's, that's how I deal with it. And then the talking portions after I've edited the video, I, I delete those cause those are just so big. Um, those files in them, some of themselves are like 20 gigs big. Cause it's like talking for like 20 minutes. I mean, it's 4k 20 minutes of it. So it ends up being, um, pretty space intensive. So I just delete that. Cause I feel like everything that I needed to say made it into the edit and then everything else I'll just delete. But the raw footage of like the running the, and, and like the B-roll for the product shots, I keep those. All right. Um, all right, let's scroll down to the bottom. Sorry guys, if you guys had a question, um, I'll, I definitely wanna get to it, but I just wanna make sure I'm like kind of with you guys, you know, contemporaneously with the chat. So uh, you might have to repeat it, I apologize for that. Um, Junelle Tilao says, which is better, the Pegasus 38 or the Hoka Mach 4? I haven't run in the Peg 38. I suspect it's going to be a lot like the Peg 37. I'm hoping that they've tweaked it a little bit. I know they say like on certain years they don't do anything to the midsole, but I, I think that they do like tweak things just a little bit. I, I hope that they made it a little bit softer or at least done something to the rubber to make it a little less dense. Um, so that's what I'm hoping. Um, and I would say the main difference between the two would like better you know, better is such a subjective term. Without defining better any further, I'm probably going to say, hmm, I don't know. I, considering I haven't run in the PEG 38, um, I might give it to the Mach 4. But, I mean, it, it depends on what you're using it for, I think, is going to make a big difference. But we'll see. Um, yeah. Remy says, use Strava for race recon. Try it. Yeah. I think that's what I'm, that's going to be my first thing. I'm going to look to see if anyone has crater trail. They have the listing of everyone, uh, you know, everyone that finished last year. So I feel like if I do a Strava search for those people, I think that I'll probably be able to find it, you know? Um, so I think, I think I'll be able to find it there. <laughs> Greg says, instead of a beer mile, we need a Kofuzi kombucha mile. That, yeah. Uh, that everyone like i mean everyone would have really good race faces for that one i think everybody would be like oh hey um all right i think i'm all caught up uh mark wants to know what shoes am i going to wear for the virtual half see i was pretty sure that i was going to use the adios pro but now i'm thinking i might use the meta speed sky so like i i still think it's i haven't quite decided yet um I want to run in the Adios Pro mainly because um, here, here's where my thought process is on it. The Adios Pro, I love like just the like the it's like bounciness um, that you get when you're running at like around threshold pace. Just feels really really nice, and I'll be toned back a little bit from threshold pace um, for a half marathon, and I just think that it's going to be really pleasant. Not pleasant's not the right word. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of power underfoot um, to run in the Adios Pro. But what I have noticed is that like, um, when I run in the Adios Pro, I don't have a lot of um, butt kick in my foot stride. My, la my, my leg 
my leg drags a little bit. Um, I don't see that quite as much with the Metaspeed Sky. And then so I think like the way that the FF Turbo um, midsole foam is, is that what it's called? I'm drawing a blank on one that, that uh, yeah, FF Turbo, right? That that foam that's in the Metaspeed Sky um, is bouncy. I feel like it's kicking up my leg a little bit in the back. So it's not dragging so much. And so I think that's going to be help me be a little bit more efficient over the 13.1. So I, that's kind of like my thought process on the two. Um, both, I, th I don't think, the, the good news is I'm not gonna make a bad choice. I think they're both gonna be good ones, but I'm not sure which one I'm gonna pick yet. <laughs> Matt says in terms of his video storage, I keep everything, so stupid. Way too much video storage. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've yet, I, like I think it was been, it's been about two years that I've been getting rid of the talking head portion of the videos that I, uh, that I uh, make. And um, there hasn't been a time yet where I was like, ah, that, I remember that thing that I said that I ended up on the cutting room floor. I really wish I had that clip so I can go back to it now. You know, I've never said that. Um, I have used, a, a gone back and gotten footage before, you know, so um, that's something. Um, I suppose what I could do as well though is like just only keep the final edits of the videos but sometimes, you know, like, especially when it comes to the product shots, um, you know, sometimes like I might've only used a very short amount of like a product shot or a certain angle to make it fit with like the music. But like in another video, I might want to have the longer shot. So I like having the, the originals for that. So I keep, that's how, I mean, that's kind of just how I made the decision. David Litstone says, sitting whilst writing my Nat 5 prelim about whether carbon-plated running shoes are cheating slash mechanical doping. Oh, awesome. An interesting topic. Very timely. Very cool. Mm. I run a beer says, sorry, I may have missed this, but what quality do you record your running footage in? I've been using the GoPro 9 and often have issues with file size slash battery life. Um, yeah, I don't have problems with the file size or battery life, um, because my, most of my clips are less than say 15 seconds long, unless I'm talking to the camera. That's the only time I'll have a clip that's longer than that. It's pretty rare that I'll have it for longer than that. Unless I like, I'm like, all right, what I, I definitely want to get, I might do this if like I'm testing a certain shoe is, you know, um, you know, if I'm running like a threshold mile or something like that, and I want to have like 30 seconds of just footsteps, you know, I might, I might have a longer clip, but other than that, there's usually not a need to like have a very long clip in my opinion. Um, so that's one way I manage the file sizes. I might end up with 40 clips after the end of a run, but um, none of them will be very long, but I usually shoot in 2.7 K at um, 120 frames per second. Um, and then everything else is pretty much on auto. Uh, I do linear because I have a selfie stick. So I'm far enough out that like I can still see everything I need to see. I don't need to use fisheye to, to get more into the frame. Uh, if it's very, very low light, I'll switch down to one uh, to 1080 at 120 frames per second. But I'm pretty much always at 120 frames per second. All right, Alan Shrimpton said, oh, the plasma donation yesterday. Went well and heart rate normal this morning. Tested on easy rent. Um, yeah. Cool. Test on an easy run a day. Well, hope you have a good run, Alan. Awesome. Mm. 
Uh, Brendan's here. Good to see you, Brendan. Says, hello, hello. Signed up for that in-person race the other day. Today was announced Halifax is going into a four-week lockdown. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that, Brendan. Yeah, it's um, it's a weird time. It's a weird time to try to figure it out. Um, yeah. Everywhere, every place is in a different place, you know? And so it's 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 hard. Everyone is ready to be done with everything. Um, I, and I completely understand that. I feel ready to do some racing in person. Um, well, by Monday, I'll be the two weeks after my vaccination. So I'm feeling a lot better about stuff. Um, but like, you know, I was talking about yesterday that I'm like hesitant to come out of the bunker. My wife is very hesitant to come out of the bunker. We're going to just be cowering and quivering together as we like re-enter the real world i just feel like we're going to be like you guys remember the movie um varsity blues when they come out of the strip club like in the four o'clock and uh, like in the middle of the day like they've been there all night and they're just like what is going on i feel like that's going to be like my wife and i like trying to re-enter the real world um but we're we're, we're working on it work on it but brendan i hope things in halifax can stay under control and that it's four weeks is a long time um, yeah, and, and they usually don't end those things early, but man, I, I hope, I hope we could stay under control with that four weeks. Mm. JC says, what would you say is a reasonable difference in the pace as you go from 5k to 10k half marathon to full? Um, uh, I mean, there's tables for that, that they make. Uh, they're usually based off of like the, like the, the V dot. If you look up like the V dot pace calculator, they usually have the tables laid out. Um, for me, I think that if I were to like race a 5K, like taper for it, like, you know, like my current level of fitness, if I had like, you know, if I were to, I've been thinking maybe of trying to hop into a 5K for my rate for a race in May. Um, you know, I think I could run somewhere like 615, 610 per mile, which would be a PR for me. And so I'd, I'd really like, would like to officially update my 5k PR, but I think that's where I'm at for 10k. I'm at, uh, a little right around 626. So I guess that's what, like 10 or 15 seconds per mile difference. And then for my half marathon, my half marathon PR is about 10 seconds slower than that. So right now I think I'm closer to like 15 seconds slower than that. Maybe 20 seconds slower than that. Um, in my current level of fitness. And then to the full is another 20 seconds. So maybe like anywhere between 10 to 20 seconds for each distance, I guess, per mile. Whether that's reasonable, I'm not sure. That seems to be mine. But I think that's probably pretty close. Mm. Sean says, looking for a mid-stack, non-plated, long-distance daily trainer. I think a Rebel 2 might be too low. Suggestions, Co? Um... Long distance daily trainer. I mean, the Ted Andy doesn't cut it for you, Sean? No, oh, that's what I was. Okay. Is mommy home? I think she's home. I think my wife got back. My wife got her second Pfizer shot today. So I think she's back. I thought I heard her come back. Um, but yeah, I think I, w I might look at the 1080. Uh, I would look at the Mach 4 as well. I'm really liking that shoe. Um, trying to think what else uh is in there i feel like the hmm, 
I don't know what the stack. I thought the Rebel Two was a tall stack height shoe this year. Oh, I guess I'm off on that. I didn't. I never. I don't think I've ever actually looked at the the numbers for it. But if you're looking for something that's a little bit taller, that's where I'd look. I mean, I know that those for me those kind of fit in the max cushion category. But like, you know, I feel like with the 1080, it's not exactly max cushion anymore. I think. So that's what I would look at. Um, I mean, the Clifton is always there as well. I, I did get a pair of Clifton 8s, so I've got those sitting in here. Um, I probably won't take a look at them until a little... Because I, I don't know when they, the release date is. I think I got them early. So I think it's a little bit early for me to have them. So I'm not in like a super rush to, to run in them. Um, but yeah, once this weekend I'll do the half marathon. And then I'm thinking for the next race that I do, whatever it is in May... It's not going to be that 10K anymore, but whatever I do in May will probably be just something that I race as a workout, starting to get ready for that 50K. So I need to start putting in some mileage. So I think that's when like that Clifton, I think will be really nice. So mm. <laughs> Lauren McGowan says, I saw the Metaspeed Sky in public for the first time today and he was walking his dog. You know, I sometimes end up walking the dog in the super shoes. Yeah, I always feel a little bit silly about it. Oh, perfect. That's awesome. Um, my wife is back and she got the baby some milk. Um, yeah, because so like I do my workouts in the morning and then when I come home, uh, the dog really, really needs to go. Because if I can help it, I don't walk the dog before I go for my run. Yeah. Okay, you have to push the button on the remote. Huh? Um, it's the uh, Apple, t or I think it's Netflix. That's like asking you if you're still watching. I hate that thing. There, I wish there were a way to like change it in the setting so like it never comes on. Um, but yeah, so like I end up walking the dog because uh, by the time I get home, the dog's like, you know, he needs to go. And so sometimes I end up, you know, I've definitely walked the dog in Audios Pro, like the bright yellow racing shoes. Um, I've walked the dog today in the Invincible which is a little bit more like, or a little bit less ridiculous, I guess. I don't think I've walked the dog in Alpha Flies. I've definitely walked the dog in the Endorphin Pro yesterday. So yeah, I've, I've, I've been there, I've done it. But I mean, I don't know, maybe Oren, you're like, this guy was, walk, was like walking, walking his dog. I'm just like, I'm taking the dog outside for a pee, you know, so. <laughs> uh, but I do remember, um, you know, whenever I think about people jogging in like the super shoes, I remember, I think about Jamie, because I remember when we were, uh, you know, we filmed that run that one time and we were running around um, Lady Bird Lake, which is not a lake, by the way, in Austin. Um, but we were running around there. It's a, you know, very popular running area. And like Jamie like spotted like, like a more than a quarter mile out, like with eagle eyes, like that dude's jogging in his, um, in his next percents. And I was like, what? It might've been four percents. I don't remember what she would it would have been at that time but it wasn't alpha flight because it was before then but he was like that dude's struck and he just saw it that that definitely caught his eye so anytime talks about anyone says something about like people doing weird things in their super shoes that's what i think about the other thing that i sometimes also think about is the time that casey was on sneaker shopping um yeah i don't know why i think about it that way too but yeah Mark Chancogo wants to know Meta Speed Sky over the Alpha Fly for a half marathon. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not really that interested in racing in, in any of my Nike shoes. 
So, I mean, that's, they're good shoes and I think that they should be in everyone's consideration. But for me, you know, I think for me, reviewing them is kind of one thing, but the ones I want to race in, those are, you know, that's, that's for me. So, um, um, yeah. So I've been looking at the three shoes I've been looking at for this half marathon. And, and again, it's not going to be a PR attempt. You know, I'm just going out there to get in a really good workout and have, have some fun and enjoy it as hopefully my last virtual race experience of the pandemic. Uh, and kind of savor it that way. It'll be a send off in a way, you know, um, the three shoes I was looking at are the endorphin pro, the menace beat sky and the adios pro. So that's, that's what I was looking at. Mm. Saragon McKinney says the believe in the run test on the peg 38 reporting big improvement to the upper. That's good. I mean, I did a Nike by you last year, so I had a different upper on mine anyway. So like, um, I didn't have any problems. Like, I thought the upper was great last year. I had zero problems with the upper last year. This year it looks puffier, so I'm concerned. Um, my problems with the shoe last year were of like, they made a React shoe that doesn't feel like React. It was a little, it was a little bit. I don't think it was a bad shoe. I was just disappointed with. It. I had very, very high hopes and expectations to it. Mm. Matt Legrand says, "Kofuzi, I almost always refer back to the final edit when he refers back to other his." like other footage in his videos when matt does it he says but to keep all the original killing the talking head is a good idea although then my project files will be messed up if i would reopen them i i delete my project files too so i use final cut i don't know what you use matt but when, in final cut um the project files get gigantic so it's not like premiere files stay small because everything's references it just points to stuff um final cut pro ingests the file so if i've got like 20 gigs of talking head and like three gigs of running footage and then like two gigs of um, B-roll footage, the the Final Cut profile is gonna be like 30 gigs, 40 gigs big for some reason. It makes no sense. But I think part of it is when it renders the, um, like the, not the previews, but when it does background rendering, I think that goes into the project file. So the project files get super big and I delete those. Cause I feel like I don't know what I would ever need it for. Again, it's one of those things where I started doing that a while ago and then I've never needed to be like, yeah, if I only had that project file, I could do something. I don't know what I would do. So that's, that's the other thing that I get rid of. I usually wait like a day though. I don't delete those like right. Like it's not like I publish and then delete all that stuff. I usually wait a day make sure there wasn't anything wrong. Make sure I don't like, you know, if I did some, if there was some sort of rendering error and I uploaded it anyway, then I, if I, if I need to like fix it, you know, by the next day, I'll know. Then I'll delete that stuff. Um, Chris, yeah, says, uh, just received my t-shirt and medal from January's virtual Miami half marathon, which I ran as a MAF and beats permanent progression run. LOL. The medal is giant. Some spinning thing I have to <laughs> assemble. Oh man, spinning medals are fun. Uh, they're they're a little bit dated though, but like I have, I have a spinning medal from I think two or three years ago from the Chicago Half Marathon. They're fun. It's it, that one that medal that I have is giant too, but that's funny. And Scotty B says UPS just came by with the Metaspeed Sky. Awesome, that is a fun shoe, super fun shoe. Um, Duke BB twenty two says just started running and using the Clifton Sevens. Knees are very sore. Any suggestions? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say uh, go easy on the knees a little bit if you can. 
Um, if you've just started running, it could be this is part of your body kind of like getting used to all the different kinds of impacts and strains you're putting on it. The main thing I think I could suggest, I mean, some people like ice. I don't really think ice works. If you want to use like Advil, like to just kind of like take the edge off of that, that could be something you could do. Um, but I generally don't use Advil to deal with kind of like running stresses. Um, I don't know why. I, I don't have like a problem with it. I just, in my mind, it doesn't register to, or I don't consider to do that really. But um, the main thing that I would think about for you, Duke, is can you find some softer surfaces to run on until kind of like your knees kind of like catch up to the rest of your body? It seems like your respiratory system is adapting quickly and the needs maybe need a little bit of time to uh, adjust to the new strain. So if you can run on some grass, some dirt, uh, if you can get on a track and run some laps on the track instead of running on roads um, or a treadmill. Treadmills are a lot softer as well. That's something that I would look at. Um, I'm assuming as soon as since you said you just started running that the Clifton's are fresh, but if there were older Clifton's, like maybe you bought them like a couple of years ago, well, you said seven, so they're not, so they're from last year at the, at the latest. So, um, but if they're older, then I might consider changing them. But if you just started, those are probably fine. And I wouldn't worry about those. I'll just try to find something softer to run on. Mm. Bryce Blankenfield says, I've been able to put 700 plus miles on every pair of Pegasus I've ever owned and never paid more than $100 for a pair. That's an impressive combo. It's a good dollars per mile or miles per dollar ratio there. Incredible. Incredible. I, 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 I haven't run a Pegasus to end of life since maybe the 35, I think. And for me at like 270, that Cushlon foam would just kind of just, com just compress so much. Um, that I, I could definitely feel that I was like, oh, I, I need a new shoe. And that was at 270, 300 range for me. Mm. Um, all right. Scotty B says, or Stevie76 says, on my last conference session, inclusive intelligence in practice. Lead better by recognizing, understanding, and interrupting your unconscious bias. Well, that's nice. It's good to have those kinds of sessions, I think. It's good. Uh, Felix said he got the Rebel version 2 arrived today. First impression is great. That's awesome. Very cool. Uh, and John Brian Serrano says, would you use your A-game gels or B-game gels for a half marathon this weekend? I don't have any Martins on hand. So if I did, I probably would bring one. So I'm thinking um, I'm going to try and stay light. I was thinking I might try a pack. Uh, Camelback sent me a new pack to run in, but it's a little bit big. And I think it's going to just be bouncing around a lot for a half marathon. I'll probably take it out for that 50K. But um, so I think I'm going to go with the flip belt for a little bit of water. It's just like 12, 10 to 12 ounces is all I can really fit in that thing. So I'll take, bring some water and then I'm thinking maybe two, I'll probably bring three gels planning to eat probably two of them. And so I'll bring a science and sport and a Unived, probably one of the caffeinated ones. So I think that's what I'm going to bring. So I'm bringing like a, a B and then like the Univeds I kind of put in like the B plus range. So I guess, I mean, I guess they're A gels, but like the Martins are like in their own category. I would just say there's nothing for me. There's nothing like him. So, yeah. 
And Orin says, according to Believe in the Run, the Clifton 8 is basically the same as the Clifton 7. Uh, they're really milking that thing. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking at it. And um, here we go. Here's it. They're really milking the EVA cow. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it, the Clifton 8, and I'm like, I, it looks exactly like the Clifton 7 to me. So, like, I'm, I'm – but I thought the Clifton 7 was the best Clifton they'd ever made. So I'm not mad. But I'm also not, like, super excited to be like, oh, what's this going to be? So um, I'm anticipating it'll be great for uh, those weeks where I'm doing a lot of 10 to 13-mile runs, like, just in a row, back to back to back. So that's that's where I'm going to be really enjoying that that uh, that Clifton. Sue <laughs> says, spinning things can never be outdated, especially in metal. I love that attitude. Remember, remember spinner like on on like car like wheels. Remember those? Oh man, I I lived in St. Louis at the height of that, and uh, it was an amazing time to be living in St. Louis um, during like the rims craze. I saw so many things, so many things. Uh, Mako Patrick says, what are some good everyday running New Balance shoes? I think the 1080 version 11 is probably the first one that I kind of like have people look at. I also really like the Beacon. Um, it's a little bit firmer, lower to the ground. Uh, so if you want a little bit more road feel or if you're gonna be taking something to the track and or treadmill, I think that's a great choice. And then the third one I'd have people look at is the 880 version 11. It's kind of like, uh, depending on where you're coming from, uh, going to be more familiar if you're coming from like Asics Mizuno. Um, but also I like them more than I tend to like Asics and Mizunos. And, uh, it's just kind of like a no frills, get it done, solid quality shoe. So that's another one that I really like. I almost ran in those today, but I ended up going with the Invincibles instead this morning. Mm. All right. Yeah, fidget spinners. I, I mean, I like the fidget spinners. I remember when fidget spinners first came out. Uh, I mean, that's not, not that you guys wouldn't, but I remember like uh, it went from like the only way you can get them is you had to find some dude with a 3D printer making them on and selling them on Etsy. And I remember I bought a whole bunch of them at like 30 bucks each and sent them to my nephews. And so like they were like, I'm hoping they were the first kids in Iowa to have them. Because I remember I got on that early because I'm like, these things are fantastic. And then you can find them any, everywhere. You can even, I mean, they have, they, I think they still sell them at like a, at, at like, as like an impulse purchase at like Michael's, like the craft and hobby store. So, yeah. Martha's here. What's going on, Martha? How are you? She goes, the day has something missing when I miss a live stream. Well, it's good to see you here today. And Chris says, I think speaks all of us, says the live stream has something missing when there's no Martha. Yes, for sure. Um, Remy says though, I think I, I agree with this point that rims craze led to car manufacturers making decent wheels from the factory. Now praise the rims in King magazine. I will agree with that. I will agree with it. They made, they made it step up. Yeah. I mean, cause like, uh, like just like the crappy wheel and the plastic hubcap cover like that. I mean, I, the car that, so like my car history goes, the current car we have now, which is a Dodge Journey that we bought with my in-laws. I had a Honda Fit for a little while uh, and actually had some decent rims on it. They were nice enough, or at least they're common enough. That car was, it was a very popular car theft target, I found out. Uh, I had two of the wheels stolen from that, uh, from that car. And then before that, I did 1993 Saturn. 
and that car had just like you know like like the unfinished not even powder coated like whatever junky metal wheels but with plastic hubcap covers on it like now i don't do do cars still have hubcap covers do they still make those i don't think so i think there's like actual everyone gets like real wheels now right yeah uh stevie 76 says what is nike react a kind of eva uh i i always thought it was more of like a there's like some sort of rubber in it as well i don't know if it's like a rubberized foam like um like the under armor flow or fresh foam x ground contact but i think it's eva with rubber i could be wrong on that one but rubber is part of the formulation mm. all right let's see ah webster jones says hello from wales hello webster welcome You know, this, this can went from being like ice cold to like rib temperature really fast. I guess I don't drink fast enough, but I'm talking with you guys and stuff. So, yeah. Sean um, Marsh says, thanks to Cash Money Millionaires for the rooms craze. I was, I was in, yeah, I was in college when Cash Money Millionaires was like huge. So like whenever I hear anything from like that, like, subgenre of music it just brings me back to my college days yeah yeah de yeah definitely um <laughs> it makes me laugh definitely makes me laugh mark says i was hoping you'd pull out your favorite king magazine oh no i don't think i ever had any king magazine but um yeah i mean just like li living in st louis like uh at that time um you know nelly was also huge at the time too and so like yeah um it was a fun time it was, very, it was a very fun time um will willing says i like to run uh, i like the beacon 3 better than the 1080 version 11 he says the 1080 version 11 has been a disappointment in both long runs and easy runs uh i know what i think i know what you mean on that one um the beacon is consistent it's been basically the same shoe for the last three years and i think that's a pretty good thing although like it's easy to then like kind of like overlook it because there hasn't been any new changes the 1080 version 11 though i feel like new balance is probably like see we changed a good shoe and now people aren't happy and then the beacon three people are like you should have not changed anything just like we didn't you know so like or maybe it's the same people saying see or told you so anyway but yeah, I think you guys know what I meant. I messed that up. But like, it's two approaches to a, a very popular shoe within the same company. But like, yeah, I just don't think that there's, there's an. I think that there needs to be a couple more millimeters of foam in the midfoot, in the midfoot, in the front. I know it changes the running dynamics of it. It doesn't feel as quick. But I don't. I still need to like run in the fresh foam more three. And I don't think that shoe is out yet. I just I didn't. I haven't checked on it in a couple of weeks. But I don't think that shoe is out yet. But that's a shoe that I'll check out. I feel like the 1080 will be the 1080 version 10 became the Fresh Foam version three, you know, Fresh Foam more version three. So that's that's kind of what I think happened. But I have to check to make sure. All right. Sean Marshall says, what kind of daily training would Nelly wear? Air Force Ones. Of course. Obviously. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he would, if he, if he runs. I had a friend of mine that work ended up working for Nelly. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what his real job was, but um, he kind of got the job uh, playing pickup basketball one day, uh, and then Nelly and his like entourage showed up, and they played too, and they were like, "Oh, you're going to law school?" To my friend, and he was like, "Yep." And then he like got enveloped into the flow. Uh oh, all right. Camera battery just died. But now that guy is a um, moved back home to his hometown in Nashville. Not Nashville, but somewhere in Tennessee. Um, and now he's like um, he's from from that small town in in uh, in Tennessee, and he's like uh, the like the the went like the big big time small town lawyer. I think it's pretty amazing that it's like his first like legal internship job was for Nelly, the rapper. <laughs> uh, Diogo Sato says, Hey man, hello from Brazil. What's going on, Diogo? And let's do a couple more and then I got to get going. Francisco Antonio de la Vega says, Hi, Kofuzi, some advice. I have a PB of 47 minutes on my 10K and one hour 40 on my 21K. Then numbers begin to go down like I'm just new to running. By the way, I just turned 51 this month. Thanks. Um, you know, I mean, I would say that, you know, if your numbers begin to go, go down, um, I'm assuming when you're start talking about the marathon distance, uh, then I would think that, uh, continued consistency and base mileage is, is going to be your issue because you've got plenty of speed. So, um, yeah, I think that, um, 47 minutes on the 10 K and then an hour 40 for the half. Yeah, I mean, I think that you probably have some room to gain on that 10K um, based on what you're doing in the half. And then I don't know what your marathon times are like, but if you're not happy with them, then I would say probably, I mean, I don't think you necessarily need to do, need to do more miles, but, you know, more time in aerobic activity, whether that's running and a combination of running and cycling or swimming or other activities. But I just think more aerobic work is what I would kind of look at. Um, Sean Marcus says, I have a Band-Aid on my face right now. <laughs> that was a funny trend. I think that was a funny trend that we all knew was a funny trend when it was that, when it was happening. And everyone was like, we're just going to let it go. <laughs> uh. Ben Y says, is that kombucha can particularly thin? I think I know it, and I agree to the state cold. It is. It's, I think this one is from uh, Australia. So, it, 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 you know, you, you very, might very well know it. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if it's generally this can shape always does that, but I don't know. All right. Okay, I think that's a good day, uh, place to leave it for today. Tomorrow, tomorrow's video is gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun. It's a product of a type, well, it's a type that I've reviewed before, but it has a feature that I've never experienced before. And I actually, I'm gonna, I, I don't really know what's gonna happen or if it's even gonna work. So I'm gonna do kind of a first reaction video to it um to see if it does what the package says it can do it's not really for runners at all i tried to use it while running today and it's actually not that great for running but it's pretty funny and it could help me in some other running type things that i've been meaning to try and figure out how to achieve i'm gonna leave it there nice and mysterious you'll have to watch the video tomorrow morning for that and then tomorrow afternoon we'll do another live stream same time as today 3 p.m central time hope to see you guys all there and in the meantime be safe out there, everybody. Thanks.